Section 9 of Fires and Firefighters by John Kenlon. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 9 Gasoline and Garages. The advent of the motor car has not proved an unmixed blessing to the firefighter, and it is no exaggeration to say that the general adoption of motor traction has enormously increased the fire risk. In the first place, gasoline the most usually employed of motor oils is an extremely dangerous substance to handle though that familiarity which breeds contempt has robbed it of its sinister significance while ignorance of an almost culpable nature has rendered its handling additionally and unnecessarily perilous the first essential for motor owner chauffeur or garage proprietor is that he should understand something of the chemical qualities of gasoline, in which term may be included all other spirits of a kindred nature, such as petrol, naphthalene, etc. This does not mean that they must study the subject with the microscopic care of the professional chemist, but it does presuppose that any individual gifted with common sense prefers to know the characteristics of the most important adjunct of the machine he essays to own drive or house gasoline in its primitive state is one of the component factors forming crude petroleum by distillation it is purified to a greater or lesser extent automobiles as a rule demanding the most refined spirit available it is possessed of no flashpoint that is to say if placed in an open vessel it will vaporize at any ordinary temperature in fact even with the thermometer at zero the weight of its gas is three and a half times greater than air which forms an inherent hazard since unlike ordinary lighting and acetylene gases which rise and are carried off by a breeze or through any opening which causes a draft it falls to the floor and will lie and collect unless disturbed should the disturbance take the form of a lighted match or candle a tremendous explosion results and fire follows but the point is that there is nothing to show that it is collecting in any particular place it remains dormant and unobserved like a snake in the grass and is every inch as dangerous in its effects further unmixed with air this vapor is comparatively harmless its virility depends upon its admixture with the ethereal gases when one pint of gasoline is sufficient to make two hundred feet of highly explosive mixture in the liquid state gasoline is innocuous that is to say so long as it remains an absolute liquid it can neither ignite burn nor explode similarly pure gasoline vapor will neither ignite nor burn it requires the assistance of the air and it is precisely for this reason that the carburetor plays such an important part in the mechanism of the motor engine its highest point of explosive violence is reached when roughly one part of vapor mixes with eight parts of air and decreases in combustibility with an increase of either air or gasoline another peculiar property in gasoline to be noted is that even when vaporized and mixed with air it has a definite temperature of ignition just as wood or any other combustible material 
hence it will be seen that this spirit is often more dangerous than even gunpowder or dynamite inasmuch as the latter will stay where they are placed while the former may vaporize and creeping subtly along a floor or passage may be ignited a hundred feet or so distant from its source the resultant flash will travel back through the gas strata thus causing an explosion or fire at the point of its inception with such ever-present risks attendant upon its use it might be imagined that every possible precaution would be adopted by those handling it and yet exactly the reverse is the case of all careless persons chauffeurs and employees of garages may justly claim preeminence in spite of printed regulations and orders prominently displayed they will smoke with the utmost insouciance at every possible opportunity absolutely heedless of the fact that they would be just as well advised to smoke in a powder mill and if the employees are bad then the owners are not much better unless compelled by municipal ordinances they are sublimely indifferent to effective fire protection in their garages and with the slightest encouragement will press into their service any building however unsuited to the purpose either by structure or convenience an empty stable a disused church a ramshackle warehouse built of wood anything does so long as there is sufficient floor space and there is any method by which the law can be contravened with impunity these are some of the difficulties which the modern firefighter must be prepared to encounter and by some means overcome needless to say drastic laws have been introduced for the proper storage of gasoline in garages though in this direction a very curious anomaly may be noted thus while the gasoline in the main tank is assiduously protected no attention is given to the spirit in the tanks of the automobiles themselves often amounting to thirty or forty gallons per tank and located haphazardly throughout the entire building it is obvious that if a fire starts such an arrangement is only too likely to lead to disaster and that the care displayed over the main gasoline tank is not unlike locking the windows against burglars and leaving the door wide open Broadly speaking, gasoline should be stored in a well-made tank underground and beneath the floor of the garage, and in this connection it will be apropos to give some excerpts from the regulations governing garages and the storage of gasoline in New York City. The following six sections explain succinctly where garages should under no circumstances be situated. A no garage must be within fifty feet of the nearest wall of a building occupied as a school theatre or other place of public amusement or assembly b it must not be situated in any building occupied as a tenement house or hotel this is by no means uncommon in some parts of europe though any one conversant with the peril he is running would preferably sleep above a fireworks factory c garages may not be located in buildings not constructed of fire-resisting material throughout d they may not be situated in places where paints varnishes or lacquers are either manufactured stored or kept for sale e 
or where dry goods and other highly inflammable materials are manufactured or kept for sale f or where rosin turpentine hemp cotton gun cotton smokeless powder blasting powder or any other explosives are stored or kept for sale such regulations may sound absurd to the average citizen who on earth would want to have a garage in a place where explosives are stored it may be asked and though this may be extreme it is a fact that most of the regulations framed for fire protection are fashioned to guard against the proved thoughtlessness of the individual the writer is reminded of a genial character he encountered once in his travels in a certain west african port the gentleman in question casually knocked his pipe ashes out against the rim of an open keg of blasting powder the remonstrances of his mates which were of a physical nature elicited from him the excuse well i've often done it before and nothing has ever happened it was quite useless to argue the point that he would have been blown to jericho or somewhere else but for the mercy of providence weighed with him not a whit it is persons of this type who make nursery legislation necessary and their name in the motor world is legion the following sections explain themselves and serve to illustrate how gasoline should be stored having due regard to safety a each storage tank shall be constructed of steel at least a quarter of an inch thick shall have a capacity of not more than two hundred seventy five gallons and shall under test stand a hydrostatic pressure of at least one hundred pounds to the square inch b each storage tank shall be coated on the outside with tar or other rust resisting material shall rest upon a solid foundation and shall be embedded in and surrounded by at least twelve inches of portland cement concrete composed of two parts of cement three parts of sand and five parts of stone c each storage tank installed in a garage shall be so set that the top or highest point thereof shall be at least two feet below the level of the lowest cellar floor of any building within a radius of ten feet from the tank any garages constructed along these lines are unlikely readily to catch a light and the financial outlay rendered necessary by such structural additions is as nothing to the increased security obtained the following rules should also be rigidly observed and are applicable to garages attached to private houses which be it said are often carelessly looked after since both master and man are only too prone to be lax especially when outside the sphere of city regulations incidentally however this is precisely one of the occasions demanding the maximum of precaution all oils spilled on the floors of a garage should be removed at once by sponging or swabbing and should be poured into the drain leading to the oil separator which is installed so as to be connected to the house drain and so arranged as to separate all oils from the drainage of the garage no system of artificial lighting other than incandescent electric lights should be installed in any garage unless of a type for which a certificate of approval has been issued by the fire commissioner of course in the country there may be some difficulty over this provision but common sense applied to the problem will certainly limit the fire risk 
it also goes without saying that no stoves or any appliances likely to produce an exposed spark should be installed in a garage unless placed in a room separated from it by fireproof walls and floors as regards the carelessness of the individual the following excerpt taken from a speech made at the annual meeting of the national board of fire underwriters needs no comment i confess it is astonishing to find that the fire waste is not diminished by the better character of buildings we are getting we are getting better buildings than we ever did before but the losses keep up and this is because fires cost more today than they ever did before and there are new hazards we are using higher explosives we are using higher potentials in electrical practice we are using more gases like gasoline ten years ago the gasoline engine was a clumsy device and there were but few the development of the gasoline engine has brought a widespread field for it the farmer uses it for cutting his feed in grain the merchant uses it the manufacturer uses it the automobile has scattered gasoline all over the country to my desk there come reports of thousands of fires every year from gasoline cleaning with gasoline garages stored with gasoline and the cheerful idiot who smokes cigarettes in the garages and throws matches about useless unnecessary fires must be checked if we can place individual responsibility if we can change the attitude of the people toward the man who has a fire so that they can see that he is not an object of sympathy but a man who has offended against the common welfare unless he can prove that he was in no way responsible for that fire then we will approach the time when we can diminish these hazards that point of view must be emphasized and when every man who has a fire will have to step up before the fire marshal's investigation and is exhibited to his fellows as an offender against the common good as a picker of the pockets of the rest of us i believe we will correct these habits of carelessness the writer cordially endorses the above and as regards fire control in garages is inclined to add that for the lax in this respect no condemnation can be too severe from the latest report of the new york board of fire underwriters it appears that of two hundred six recent fires thirty three per cent were due to the use of gasoline for cleaning cars and forty three per cent were due to backfire into the carburetors of automobiles amongst the others were five from filling tanks of automobiles with lamps burning three from smoking four from gasoline leaks in contact with a hot exhaust pipe five from defective electrical equipment on cars and one from spontaneous combustion these figures point to the fact that the promiscuous use of gasoline in many garages for cleaning purposes taken in conjunction with the number of fires attributed to this cause is one of the most serious hazards with which to contend although the investigations indicate that thirty-three per cent of all fires of known cause were due to this practice the actual number is probably even greater as there is reason to believe that an appreciable number of fires reported as caused by backfire into carburetors are due directly or indirectly to cleaning parts of the car with gasoline in a number of the best managed garages the prohibition on the use of gasoline for cleaning purposes is strictly enforced 
and the use of oils no more volatile than kerosene is insisted upon in other cases even kerosene is prohibited for such purposes and the use of caustic soda and water or a similar solution is required one golden rule for all garages public or private is that a number of buckets filled with sand should be kept in readiness for any emergency while in the way of hand extinguishers those containing carbonate of chloride are amongst the most effectual another fruitful source of danger as far as the use of gasoline is concerned is its employment in dry cleaning and sponging establishments in fact it is an interesting commentary upon the philosophy of life that those elements which are of the greatest general use to society are nearly always fraught with an irreducible minimum of risk if applied without caution the cleansing properties of gasoline are beyond estimate upon this being discovered though fools literally stepped in where angels feared to tread with the result that several lives were lost in consequence of hairdressers using this spirit as a shampoo while it was not unusual for employees in dry-cleaning establishments to wander around gas-lighted rooms with trays full of the liquid things have altered since then the former operation has been forbidden and the latter is now hedged in with such restrictions that safety is to a considerable extent guaranteed usually the method employed consists of revolving drums each containing thirty or more gallons of gasoline which being in a constant state of disturbance has a tendency to throw off heavy fumes hence the drums must be kept closed when the garments are removed and placed in the rotary dryers or centrifugals more fumes are given off and finally the function of the drying room is to enable the clothes to throw off such gasoline as still remains in them so that this room is especially thick with vapor in addition a number of open vessels containing from five to fifty gallons of spirit will be found scattered about the place their raison d'etre being to facilitate the cleaning of gloves laces and other light and filmy fabrics the hazard in places of this description is too apparent to require much elaboration and it need only be said that the system of storing the main supply of gasoline should be the same as in garages namely underground in this connection it is of interest to note that never in the experience of the writer has any fire started from an underground storage system and in no case has fire been increased because of such a system in fact there is no case on record where the gasoline in a buried tank has been affected by a fire this proves conclusively that there is no danger in its storage when properly arranged but only in its handling thus the latter should be expedited in every possible way and so arranged that the gasoline is not exposed to the air and the ventilation of garages and dry-cleaning plants should be so effected that no gases can accumulate on the floors hence the safe and sane handling of gasoline is no longer a question of insurmountable or insuperable difficulty inasmuch as the automobile has come to stay inasmuch as motor traction will be increasingly applied in the near future for all classes of transportation and inasmuch as the same familiarity akin to the affection formerly shown to the horse will now be extended to the motor car 
though the affection for the former must not be allowed to develop into contempt for the latter, then it behooves the layman to understand something of the tool with which he will be called upon to deal. Gasoline has been termed man's unseen enemy, but, like many other potential adversaries, careful handling may transform it into a useful servant and a trusty friend. In conclusion, in order to emphasize the point once again, that point which is so regularly neglected, and which is such a fruitful source of danger to the community at large, the words of the New York Fire Ordinance may be quoted in extenso, they apply to all places in which gasoline is either used or stored. It shall be unlawful for any person to smoke or to carry a lighted cigar, cigarette, or pipe into any room or compartment in which volatile or inflammable oil is stored or used, and a notice bearing in large letters the words smoking forbidden, together with an excerpt of the rules governing the subject in smaller letters, shall be displayed in one or more conspicuous places on each floor where volatile inflammable oil is stored or used. Those breaking the regulation hereon displayed are guilty of a misdemeanor. End of section 9. Recording by Maria Casper.